Hi, and welcome to Stressed, the podcast to develop your stress resilience. Being ambitious and successful while living a happy life is possible. Learn how you can better cope with stress in day-to-day -day situations by applying tools and techniques that work for you. My name is Julia Arndt, and I'm extremely grateful that you decided to check out my podcast today. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to Stressed the podcast to develop your stress resilience. My name is Julia Arndt and I'm really excited that you have decided to listen to today's podcast episode. That's kind of a special episode because it means that for the last 12 months, I have been publishing a new podcast episode every week. So this is my one year anniversary for my podcast and I'm really excited that you are listening. So thank you so, so much for being there for me, for listening, for learning all about stress management, hear a bit more about myself and my own journey, and of course, listening to all of the fantastic podcast interview guests that I have had over the year. So today I want to talk with you about the five learnings that I have had in 2019 in order to be more productive and happy. Something that I'm sure all of you are really curious about, and I'm sure that all of us are striving for, right? We all want to be productive and happy in our life. We are all high achievers. You're probably a high performer at a really cool company or you are an entrepreneur creating your own company. And yeah, and we always want to be productive and happy. So today I want to really give a little bit more of a glimpse of things into my own world and into what I have learned over the last 12 months as an entrepreneur, as a stress management coach, leaving Google and creating my own business. It's definitely been a heck of a year, a really, really cool year, very exciting year, a very tiring year, very challenging year, and all of the things, all of the things together. And I'm sure that every year is like that in some sort of way. But yeah, I want to share with you the five learnings that I have had in 2019. And I want to jump into the very first learning that I have had this year and something that I'm preaching to you all the time as well, but something that is really important and something that I want to remind you of as well is what is important when it comes to stress management and learning to be productive is to know your own early warning signals and to listen to them. And when you have those early warning signals, to take a step back and to take a break. And the reason why I'm saying this is because we are all human beings. And if we are not aware of what is going in within us, it is going to be very, very hard to change something about it. So of course, the very first step is to be aware and to know your own early warning signals when it is coming to feelings like overwhelm, negative feelings, you know, um, all these different things. And I am thinking about a very particular early warning signal when I'm talking about this, because one of the things that really shows me when I'm working on a day-to-day -day basis that I'm starting to be a little bit exhausted and overworked is that I'm jumping through my different tabs on my computer. I'm looking at my phone. I'm doing kind of everything and nothing or... That is one thing that I'm doing for sure when I'm starting to be unfocused and I kind of need a break, but I don't really do it right away yet. Um, so it's jumping for these different tabs. But the other really interesting thing is that I'm starting to like read 
certain things. Like I should be doing something, but then I'm doing something else. Um, oftentimes it's related to social media. So I'm going on my Facebook account or I'm going, or I'm going on my LinkedIn account and I'm starting to just kind of read and research and do like everything and nothing, but I'm not really productive. And I have really learned over this year to be more productive in that way and to know that early warning signal. So to stop myself when I'm in this process and I'm telling myself, hey, Julia, okay, this is a time where you should be taking a little bit of time for yourself in order to recharge. Another warning signal, um, and not really a warning signal, but just a signal in general that I'm unfocused or unconcentrated is, of course, when my stomach is starting to growl um, and indicating that I haven't maybe put enough energy into my body in order to sustain myself. So that's a really interesting warning signal as well, or just something that I have really learned over the last 12 months is so important for myself. Because if I'm not eating on a regular basis, I'm for sure going to have a really deep dip after after I have eaten lunch. Usually it's lunch. I'm really good about my morning routine, as you know. I'm really good about having my breakfast, but then I'm starting sometimes to get into this rhythm of working, 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 so many things to do. And without realizing, all of a sudden it's two o'clock or three o'clock in the afternoon and I haven't eaten anything. And that is obviously not really good and something that I have really learned to be better about with myself because obviously as an entrepreneur, I need to feed myself. I don't work at Google anymore where I have regular times when I can go to the cafeteria and pick up something to eat. Now I have to take care of it myself. So sometimes, you know, I'm just going downstairs, of course, into my kitchen to make something to eat. Sometimes I go out to eat. Sometimes I buy a sandwich or something else, um, but I need to make time for it and time is obviously a very hot and scarce commodity in our world and so sometimes I'm kind of trying to push that out because I want to get certain things done but when I then go for lunch at two or three o'clock and I eat I'm definitely having a super hard kind of dip into my productivity and into my just like health levels because I'm tired. I My body has been kind of starving for a couple of hours too long. Um, and then once I feed it and once I put the energy back into my system, I'm getting really, really tired. So eating really regularly is really important in order to keep your productivity up. And of course, recharging and taking breaks on a regular level is just as equally as important. And one of the things that I want you to start thinking about when we are talking about taking regular breaks is that I want you to go out in nature. I want you to go outside, hopefully get a little bit of natural sunlight, but of course also get fresh air and movement. Something that is really, really important for your body because if you have listened to the podcast interview with Dr. Patrick Porter, he has explained it so, so well, but he said that we cannot move without breathing and sometimes we forget to breathe during the day. So what happens if we are going for a walk is that we are moving and we are naturally breathing better and that's very, very healthy for our body. So that's what I want you to do and that's what I've been doing really over the last couple of months that I've been really, really good about eating on a regular basis and feeding my system with energy, of course, with the right energy. And then also to go for regular walks in order to move my body, in order to get fresh air and in order to switch off from all of the other devices that I'm looking at on a regular basis. So that was my learning number one. 
knowing my own early warning signals and really listen to them, like really make the time to listen to them and to react on them as well, to take action. My second learning this year was really to organize my time. Something that's also really, really important and something that I have talked about more in my podcast episodes as well, because I really want to help you better manage your time as well. And I really had to learn it this year as well. I had to organize my time really, really wisely in order to be able to do all of the things that I have set out to do. And one of the things that helped me a lot this year was to have two days per week without any meetings. And I've been really, really good at sticking to that plan because with recording videos, of course, with recording my podcast, doing social media, all these different things, it's just been so powerful to not have any meetings and to take the time for myself in order to advance and progress on my own projects. And something that I had to learn a little bit the hard way, honestly, because um, coming from Google and being in the time management system that we had at Google for over seven years, I had to remind myself at some point this year that, you know, I don't need to have back-to-back -back meetings in order to be super productive because I am controlling my own calendar and I'm controlling my own time and I'm actually putting pressure on myself. Something that's a little bit silly now that I'm talking about it and now that I'm saying it out loud, it's, it makes so much sense, right? But I just didn't, I've never learned it. I always had my meetings back-to-back -back, um, and didn't really give myself any breaks and then found myself after a three-hour or four-hour time block of meetings, absolutely exhausted and not being really capable to be productive for the rest of the day because I was so exhausted by all these meetings without any time breaks. So something that I really had to learn in 2019 was to control my calendar and to organize my time in a really efficient way to make sure that I'm getting all of the different things done that I set out to do. So organize your time. You know that there are podcast episodes on this topic. So make sure to check out my podcast episode on the time management hacks for 2020. I'm sharing a couple of more insights there as well, but something that was really important for my own stress management, for my own productivity, and of course, for my own happiness as well. Because if I didn't organize my time and I found myself absolutely exhausted and drained at the end of the day, because I was in meetings and I tried to get all of the things done that were on my to-do list, I was sometimes not so happy because I, yeah, I just felt absolutely exhausted. And then sometimes we are also missing that perspective of like, oh, the, these are all the things that I have actually accomplished. We are just in that rut of like, oh my God, like there's just still so much to do, um, which tends to happen when we are overworked. I feel like when I'm overworked, I'm really looking at all of the negative things. And sometimes I'm getting into this feeling of overwhelm where I'm like, Oh my God, what am I doing? Am I doing all of the right things? Um, is this even worth it, right? Like all these different things are really coming into my mind and I, I do have these days. But one of the biggest learnings that I had this year when um, I, I felt this feeling of overwhelm was that it was really just a really small snapshot of my current feeling. So let me explain that to you. 
I actually had one of these days yesterday and um, so it's really funny that I'm talking about this today but I want to show you that this is something that I've been really learning about myself over the last 12 months but yesterday I had a day where I slept really shitty from Tuesday to Wednesday and then I had to get up super early because I had a business meeting in Reno which is an hour drive from here in the morning so I had to I had to get up at like five o'clock I had to leave the house at 6 30 I had to be there at 7 30 and then I was in meetings all day and I felt drained I felt tired Tired, I had a stomach ache and um, I felt really negative. I felt overwhelmed. I thought that I had a lot of things to do um, and I was wondering like what am I even doing? Like even when I was reviewing a couple of design proposals from my designer I was just, you know, like everything felt a little bit too much. Everything felt too much. I felt overwhelmed. I felt negative. I felt tired. And um, yeah, and I just wondered, what am I doing today? What am I doing in my life, right? Like all of a sudden, everything feels like too much and you have all these big questions on your head. And yeah, and today I'm feeling great. I had a great night of sleep. I had a really nice morning routine. I had the time to settle in, take care of myself and yeah, and really get the morning started the way I wanted to get started. And today I'm feeling great. Today I'm looking at yesterday and I'm thinking, ah, what was going on with me? And um, I felt overwhelmed and I had all these thoughts on my mind. And you know, this was not the only day that I had this year where I felt that way. But one of the most powerful learnings that I had in 2019 is that these days will pass and we should not judge these days because what I feel like I tended to do beforehand was that I got into that rut of those negative thoughts and feelings right so I had a bad day and then it's just kind of stuck in my head and then I would just take it into the next day and into the next day and into the next day and yeah and you know all of a sudden you're feeling super overwhelmed and stressed but what I learned this year is that Days are just days. We have our good days and we have our bad days. And that is totally okay. It's totally okay to have these days. But it is really important to notice what's going on. Because again, when you have that self-awareness of yourself, when you know what your stress triggers are, when you know what your early warning signals are, when you know that you had a bad night of sleep, then it is absolutely normal that we might feel a little bit less energetic during the day. And that's okay. But what is really important is that we are not over judging these days and over analyzing these days because it's just not worth it. Because we are all high performers, we know that we can get everything done that we want to get done if we want to and we can. But these negative feelings don't help us at all. So that was really one of the big learnings for me this year in 2019 that I need to organize my time and it's important to not overanalyze and overjudge the negative days or the bad days that we all have, let's be honest. So that was really, really interesting for me and something that I really enjoy, of course, learning because that takes a lot of pressure and stress off of myself to also be really gentle with myself during those days and tell myself, you know what? Today is a day that is might that might not be going the way I wanted it to go and that's totally okay. What can I do today in order to make me feel a little bit better? So maybe it is to cancel all of the meetings until the end of the day. Maybe it is about going to bed early. Maybe it is about just hanging out on the couch and watch maybe an hour or two of Netflix. 
and have a nice meal. Um, but it is important to be aware, to be gentle with yourself and to not think too much into those days as well. My third learning for 2019, something that is obviously very, very important for me as an entrepreneur and as a new business owner that I really, really want to share with you as well, because I think no matter if you are working for a company or if you're working for yourself, I think it is really important to create and set goals. Something that I have not really done too much in a very aware and a very planned way while I was working for a corporation, um, but something that was of course very, very important for me as an entrepreneur. I wanted to set really specific goals and I wanted to make sure that I reached those goals. And I'm looking over here on my whiteboard actually because there's a piece of paper that is hanging there. And um, it's a piece of paper that I wrote at the beginning of February 2019 when I started this business endeavor. And I wrote down all of the things that I wanted to achieve. And I was very specific about them. I wrote down how many Instagram posts I want to do. I wrote down how many YouTube videos I want to produce, how many podcasts I want to produce, how many business collaborations I would like to have, how many new one-to-one -one clients I would like to have. I even wrote down that I wanted to create an eight-week online program and I wrote down that I want to write a book. And guess what? All of the things that are on this list and this list has been hanging here for the last 11 months and I have sticked to the plan and it has kept me motivated. It has helped me to keep that big picture of what do I need to do in order to feel successful at the end of the year. And it is really exciting, of course, for me to look at this list and to look at all of the numbers and all of the things that I wanted to achieve this year and to see that I have accomplished them. Yes, I am a high achiever. I'm extremely ambitious, just like you. And I, I want to be very successful in my life and I want to be productive. And I am constantly challenged with my stress levels because that's just absolutely normal and human that we are getting stressed and that we are having this very natural stress response in our bodies. So really creating goals and sticking to them and reminding myself on a regular basis on why am I doing what I'm doing is really powerful. And this was one of the things that I did. So I had, I had these goals and I really stick to these goals. And it was really helpful for me because I could break them down per month. I could break them down per week. And I really made sure that I stick to it. I made sure that I'm consistent. I made sure that I show up and that I do the work because that's just how it is and that's just how things work. If you want things to, to work for you, then set goals and stick to the plan. This is so, so important. And one of the things that I want to share with you as well that I did during that time and for the last 11 months was that I had a little journal. I had kind of a monthly entrepreneur's journal and every month. So every month, either at the end of the month or at the beginning of the next month, I sat down and I wrote out what I was grateful for for that month. I wrote down what I learned that month. And then there were a couple of different writing prompts that I always had to answer 
things like what was the biggest challenge this month, what was the best day of this month, and what did I learn from these two experiences. And that was really helpful because you can get in such a rut and time is flying by. I'm sure time is flying by for you and time was flying by for me. And so always reflecting on each month and taking a step back and being really proud of myself and grateful for all of the amazing things that are happening in my life was really, really powerful. So something that I would highly encourage you to do in 2020 is to set goals, to really think about what would you like to achieve? What would you like to do in 2020? Something that's really powerful to do as well as is think about your future self. So in my case, it would be future Julia. Think about and I think about, um, I'm going to meet future Julia and I'm going to do this exercise at the beginning of January to prepare for 2020. But I am imagining that I'm meeting future Julia in December 2020. And I want to imagine what she tells me that are all the things that she has accomplished and achieved in that year. And that's a really cool, powerful exercise to do because it puts us in that projection mode and helps us think about what are all of the things that I really want to accomplish? What are the things that I want to be proud of by the end of the year? And you can do this exercise for the whole year. So set goals for 2020 and then break those goals down into smart goals, into achievable goals, into timely goals to not make it look super huge, right? Like I talked about this in one of my YouTube videos, but one of the things that has been really powerful for me is to break things down. And of course, as a project manager at heart and as a project manager in my previous position, that is just kind of what I'm tending to do. But it's a super powerful thing to do because when I, for example, have a new project, like creating an eight-week online program, not an easy task, or writing a book, not an easy task. It can feel very, very overwhelming and challenging. But if you are really smart about breaking the things down into really achievable goals, then you can get there. And then it doesn't seem so unrealistic anymore to do something. And I love that process. It is really important that you love the process and that you love that journey. So step number three, make goals and stick to them. Number four is also really important and something that I wanted to share with you because I think what is really important when we're talking about being productive and happy is to be honest with yourself. This can seem very simple, but it is so hard because I feel like we have very often times in our lives where we are not really being honest with ourselves, where we are not really being honest with what we are doing for ourselves, what we're doing to show up for others, what we're doing for our work. And being honest with ourselves and doing these regular check-ins and maybe even having an accountability buddy, no matter if it is a coach or a counselor or a friend or a manager, is really crucial. It is really, really crucial. And sometimes we are not honest with ourselves and then somebody is pointing it out to us, which initially can feel very threatening. But if we are honest with ourselves, if we're reacting to somebody in a really defensive way, then maybe there's something honest or real about this. So I want you to take a minute um, right now, right here in the podcast, and I want you to think about, have I really been honest with myself this year? Am I happy? Am I really as productive as I could be? Take a deep breath. <sighs> 
Yeah, it's really tough questions, right? But those are the questions that you should ask yourself on a regular basis. You should ask yourself, am I really happy? What do I need in order to be happy? What am I doing in my life? Am I really as productive as I can be at work? You're probably not. I am still working on this. This is a work in progress all the time. It is just like going to the gym and knowing that it is not enough to only show up once or twice and then not do anything else for the rest of the year. It is really important that you learn that and that you understand that. The stress management skill, and you know by now that I'm talking about the stress management skill in order for you to remain the high achiever and the high performer that you are. Because at the end of the day, learning about the stress management skill or the stress management competency is learning about yourself, is implementing short-term stress management tools, but also implementing performance tools into your day-to-day -day life in order to be more productive and more happy. And finally, and this is going to be my point number five today in today's podcast episode, is learning really your deep-rooted triggers and learning your deep-rooted limiting beliefs and assumptions. And that has been something extremely powerful again for me this year and something that has really moved me into a much much happier state. It is something that I feel like I haven't talked enough about in my podcasts this year so I will definitely make sure to focus more on next year but we are not often thinking about these things and one of the reasons why I have the mission that I have to help as many people as possible to learn the stress management skill is that all of the tools that we have available nowadays in order to manage our stress are often just short-term stress management goals. So when we are thinking about going for walks in nature, meditation and yoga, of course, but also working out, spending time with loved ones, all of these beautiful things are great ways to, of course, move from a stressed state into an empowered state. But if you really, really want to move into an empowered state, then you need to understand what is triggering you? Why are you constantly feeling stressed? Or what are the stress triggers that you have in your life that you need to work on? Because let's be honest, if you are a very stressed out person at the moment, maybe, then you need to ask yourself the question, why is that stressor? Why is that trigger coming up? And where is that coming from? And I want to share with you an example that I've been really excited to share with you because it was such a powerful conversation that I had with one of my clients. And I think that illustrates really really powerfully why you should be thinking about your limiting beliefs and your triggers. So I have a really wonderful client who works in VC in the Bay Area and Silicon Valley and we have been working together over the last couple of months and it's been so insightful and that's why I love to work with my one-to-one -one coaching clients as well because I learn so much in the process and at the same time I love to help people move into a more empowered state. And one of the things that she said to me right at the beginning when we started to work together was that she needs to learn to be more direct. She said to me, I'm a very indirect person. I don't like confrontation. And that's why I don't give a lot of feedback. I don't really say what's on my mind very often, especially when it is something negative or something that I'm not happy about. And I want you to help me to be better at being direct. Something very, a very interesting request, right? And so over the last couple of months, getting to know her better, 
we have been slowly but surely moving into the direction of understanding what she's really looking for, what she really needs in her life. And in our last two sessions, we talked about giving and receiving feedback. And then of course, being direct and indirect because it's very closely related together, right? Um, and so one of the things that she said to me was, oh, I just had to give this presentation in a team meeting. And somebody said something to me, kind of, you know, judgmental, a little bit of feedback, a little bit of negative feedback. And I felt very threatened and very defensive. I'm like, oh, okay, that's very interesting information. So let's talk a little bit more about this. Why are you feeling, why is this feeling coming up? Why in your, like those feelings are often coming up in our stomach area. And um, it's just that gut feeling that so many people are talking about. And I said to her, okay, why is this feeling coming up? So I really wanted to explore with her why does she feel so threatened and so defensive when somebody is giving her feedback? And you know, first of all, I want to say, of course, it's not easy to receive feedback, right? We are all human beings. We all have our sensitivities and it can be sometimes tough to receive feedback, right? That is absolutely normal. But, you know, some people are more open to feedback than others. And she seemed to be somebody that is pretty defensive about any type of direct communication or negative feedback. And so I asked her a really powerful question and I want you to remember this because I think this is really important for all of you. So first of all, again, she was aware that there was this feeling and she started to be really questioning why is this feeling there? We can never resolve anything if we are not aware that it is there in the first place. So awareness is always the most important thing. And then once you know that it is there, Ask yourself the question, where does this come from? Why am I so defensive when it comes to feedback? And so I asked her to think about a time in the past where she felt like she got really negative feedback or where she felt really, really personally threatened um, when receiving negative feedback. So she took a minute and she thought about, you know, she thought about a situation and she said to me, well, the only time I can really think about like feeling very threatened and feeling very disappointed about myself, about getting negative feedback is in sports. She's an athlete. She loves sports. She's a very outdoorsy person. And she said to me, you know, there's a situation I'm thinking about in my past where I wasn't made team captain. And I took this feedback that was kind of an indirect feedback, very, very personal, because it was a sign of failure. Really powerful, right? And I said to her, wow, okay, so this is it. I'm like, every time somebody is giving you feedback, you feel like a failure. And this is coming from your past. This is something that you have to resolve and that you have to be more aware of. That if people are giving you feedback or if people are communicating in a direct way with you, that doesn't mean that you are a failure. They're just trying to help you to see blind spots in your life and they're trying to help you grow. I said to her, instead of seeing yourself as a failure, see it as an opportunity to grow. See it as an opportunity to be challenged and to do something better in your life. And so this was so, so powerful. And it was such a cool coaching session with her because she had a really big breakthrough, right? This is something that we had to work on for over a couple of different months. And there's a lot of examples like that in my own life where I have been 
learning these things about myself. And sometimes, again, being honest, right, of lesson number four and step number four, and then being honest with ourselves of why these things really happen and then moving into that fifth part of like really understanding your deep-rooted beliefs and feelings and triggers is not so easy. And it can sometimes take years in order to fully understand things and then also to change things. Because if we have done certain things for five years or 10 years in our life, well, it's not so easy to change that. Really not. But it was her opportunity to do something different in her life and something so powerful to understand because I said to her, well, you don't like to receive direct feedback, so you don't like to give direct feedback either because you don't want to make people feel like they are a failure. So think about things that you can start to implement into your life in order to work on that belief and in order to resolve that belief and in order again I, I can't I can only just repeat it enough to move from a stressed state and the varied state into really an empowered state and in a state of learning in a state of opportunity and moving those challenges into amazing things in our life because again we are all high achievers and we like to do these things i believe that most of you have a growth mindset and we like to take on these challenges and i definitely want to do a podcast episode about growth mindset and fixed mindset because i've been reading a lot about this in the last couple of weeks i have been reading a book by carol dweck mindset that I highly recommend to you because it's really opened my eyes about a lot of different things and now every time I am challenged I remind myself that I want to stay in the growth mindset and that it is really powerful to think that way because I know I can get a lot of things done. So yeah, this is what I wanted to share with you today. And I said before, there's a lot of different experiences and examples in my own life of how I've been really working on that fifth but extremely important lesson and step when it comes to stress management, which is a little bit more difficult because we have to look at our own beliefs and sometimes our own beliefs, of course, is our own reality. So how are we supposed to know that this is just a limiting belief? It's very hard to know. So it is really, really helpful to get a person, to get an outside perspective, to get somebody that helps you with these things because, yeah, because, you know, we can just do so much on our own and I have been using a lot of coaches and a lot of input through books, through podcasts and through programs, through coaching, through counseling as well. I, I have been going through counseling um, this year as well in order to work on my own relationship with my partner because we've had a really, really difficult year um, to say the least and yeah, and we went to a counselor to get help because we didn't know anymore how we can move forward and how we can help ourselves and I can tell you it was so powerful I learned so much about myself and I have been chipping away piece by piece of how I can remove my limiting beliefs and be the person that I really want to be in life and the person that I want to show up for other people for it's been really beautiful and I'm so grateful for this because yeah I just feel great and um, I feel really productive I feel very happy and I hope that you will move into that state as well this is my biggest wish for you my biggest dream for you because I think we should all be experiencing this and we should all live this way because we would all just be so much happier and we would have such a happier planet as well.
Okay, so that is all I wanted to share with you today um, in the last podcast episode of this year and the, I think, a little bit more than 50 episodes in my very first one-year anniversary of my podcast. So if you have been listening to this podcast for a while or even if you have listened to this very first podcast episode, you would do me a huge favor if you would head over to iTunes and leave me a comment and leave me a review on how you have been using this podcast in your own life to move from stressed to empowered. You would also do other people a huge favor if you would share the podcast episode with other people. And to help your colleagues or your friends or your family members understand that stress management is a skill that everyone can learn. Thank you so much for your trust. Thank you so much for showing up for yourself and really working on yourself. This is tremendous and I want to acknowledge you for all of the things that you have done this year in order to be more productive and happy. So I hope this was helpful for you. I hope you took a lot of cool insights from this podcast episode. I am super excited for 2020. I'm super excited to spend 2020 together with you. And yeah, I will see you very soon. With gratitude, Julia.